we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. Armin and I, Eddie Estrada, are so excited because tonight is the premiere of Real Housewives of Orange County, and it did, it wasn't a bang, but it was a, it was a nice little spark to start off the season. I already love the new housewife. She's giving Denise Richards a run for her money for coolest new housewife. And Armin, I, I saw your face right there get a little like shocked, but you got to admit she was badass. That's a big statement though, after one episode and like four Mm-mm. minutes of screen time. Mm-mm, I feel it when I know, I know, you know me, I can sniff, I can sniff a snake and smell success. So this is a projection this is not an evaluation. I mean, I loved everything that she said in the first episode. I thought she came out with a bang. She has a great tagline. Let's let's actually start with the tagline. So We have to. It's be- the premiere. Before we get into what went down in the OC this episode, um, let's talk about our tagline. So they weren't shown at the beginning of the episode because they never show them for the first episode because... Bravo hates to like do that for us and they love to keep us hanging on every last moment. They're not going to give us everything. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you the premiere, but you have to wait for the taglines. That's episode two. But thankfully we have Dave nines from people who <laughs> likes to give us all of our juicy juice early. And today we got the premiere of the season 14 taglines. So I am gonna, I think start and then you'll do the next one and then we'll kind of switch off. Perfect. So the first is for the one and only Shannon Bedore, and this time she's not mentioning her nine lemons. And what what do you call yourself, Eddie? Because you are a, a Bedore stan. I'm a Bedore whore. I love Shannon Bedore. That's one of my favorite stan names. You I know should get shirts. There's that the say, Smilers. Yeah, Smilers, the Navy. You've got, the Navy. you know, the one Arianators. I hate, I hate the Arianators. You hate the Arianators? It, it's hard to say. What about... The Idiots. I love the Idiots. The Idiots is only second to the Bador Whores. Bador Whores. I is, like Bador Whores. I am like That's number good. one fan club Bador Whore. And you thought of that, right? I, I guess, maybe. Unless someone else has thought of it. I mean... You're the first person to ever say it. Okay. In front of me. In front of you? Yes. I mean, I don't... I don't. I feel like they called her the Bador Whore on the show. Well, whatever. Shannon Bador is In reference is a to whore. her fans. Oh, is as like a Stan fan. Mm-hmm. I don't think fans call themselves Bedore whores. I know I, Shannon Bedore had been called Shannon Bedore the whore. I haven't really been deep on RHOC Twitter though, so it may have existed. Neither for have a while. I. But in real life, and I know a lot of Housewives fans, Bedore whore first came out of your mouth. So well, thank credit you. to you. I want a shirt that says Bedore whore because um, if I do meet her at bravocon if we end up going to bravocon which i'm really hoping i really want to go um i will make sure that i sing all of her praises but let's let's talk about her tagline let's do it we always get a hot topic with shannon Medore because <laughs> i have so much more to say i'm loving her this season already she's she's she, we are two in the same two piece in a friggin' pod the tables have turned and this time i'm dancing on them i like it it's I great like it. next is tamra tamra judge these days faith family and fitness are the only Fs I give. It's great. It's very on brand. It's for so Tamara. It's fantastic. It Gina Kirschenheider, who was actually arrested for her DUI, as we saw this episode, 
has a great tagline, I think, for the circumstances. I've made mistakes in Orange County, but I'll fix them in a New York minute. I really like this one, too. It's, it's really great. There's some really good taglines this season. Then you have Emily Simpson. In a town full of blondes, I'm legally brunette. I think another great one. I, it's not my favorite, but I like it. I think it's clever. Yeah, because it makes a lot of sense, and it's a pop culture reference. Yeah, Obviously, true. It's legally blonde. She is a lawyer, so it's not just random. And she is the only like brunette. Well, there's Kelly Dodd, but like right. for the most part, like OC is a bunch of blonde bitches. Um, then we have the newest housewife, which is Bronwyn Wyndham Burke, which is a, such a name. I just mm-hmm. gotta say, what a name! It sounds very old money. You, it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like when I hear Wyndham, I think of like Wyndham, like fitness from Legally Blonde, like Brooke Wyndham. Uh-huh. She was like the one that was on trial for killing right. her husband. So like, very weird that there's a lot of Elle Woods Legally Blonde floating there around the OC universe. Um, but her tagline is iconic for a first season housewife. It's pretty great. I managed to wrangle a family of nine and still look like a ten. Bad ass. Badass. Again, it just fits. It it's fits perfect. and it's clever. It really is clever. It's and brilliant. it's accurate. Yes. And she looks friggin' amazing. We'll get into that. Finally, you have Kelly Dodd. If you don't want me to cross the line, don't draw one. And I have to say, okay, because we always do our favorite and least favorites. I think this one is kind of a dud. Uh, it's it's not bad. Okay, it's not bad, but relative to the other ones, yeah. this is actually, Eddie, is this controversial to say? This is a stellar set of taglines. Like I agree. There's almost not a miss, and you you have to like kind of reach for one and say, okay, Kelly Dodds is, is the only miss here, or not quite excellent one, but the rest, in my opinion, are all wonderful. No, I, I think you're right, because Kelly's, I like Kelly's for Kelly, because it's so hard. It's like, well, if you don't want to cross the line, then don't draw one. It's just kind of basic. It's, it's it's not that clever. Compared to the rest of them, everyone took a book from Lisa Renna, took a page from Lisa yeah, Renna's book, yeah. and was like, Renna takes all, <laughs> which she took from the New York Housewives in their book on taglines. I think these women are getting so much more clever. I think they're getting so much more fun. And if a single one of them dares even steals my tagline, <laughs> I will come guns blazing. Are you talking about your cats? No. Tagline? And it's sitting that I'm asleep when the cats take naps. No, that's my <laughs> New York tagline. For any other city that I would actually be in, um, you know, Real Housewives of San Francisco, Real Housewives of Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, it's well, isn't that Beverly Hills? Yeah, me. Well, <laughs> that's the new one I'm making. Um, OC, I could be an OC, you never you know. You could be an OC. Um, mine is I don't deal with shade, that's why I'm so tan, right? Which is right. so good. It, it, it's and again, it's clever. Kelly Dodds is not, yeah, it's just I get not it. clever. It's a it's, fact, it's a fact, right? And it's plays to her personality, but the rest play to their personalities, play to their season's storyline, yes. And, you know, they're witty. I, I mean, I was very impressed by the OC taglines this year. Do you year. think they increased the ghostwriter bre- budget for this season? I mean, ask Danny Pellegrino. I mean, he's ghostwriting for everyone in Bravo these days, isn't he? <laughs> I would be surprised if he even wrote these. Uh, these are quite good. What, what's your favorite? Oh, yeah. What's the favorite? Wait, what's your um, least favorite? Do you agree on Doc? I think Kelly. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, no, I think Emily is my least favorite, actually. Wow. I actually think that's it's a really good one. See, yeah, I, I get why it's good, but for me, it just doesn't do it for me. Okay, fair. I kind of like Kelly Dodds more than Emily's just by like a hair inch because it's like a little bit more like aggressive. 
and more like catty. My favorite has to be, I hate to say it, Bronwyn, Wyndham Burks. I think hers is the best. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. And coming out the gate for the first tagline, usually you have a dud. Denise Richards what was had Denise's? Amazing, hers was um, something about the tabloids. Oh, like, right, right. Wait her life see, is but, more interesting. Yeah, yes. my real life is more interesting. Yes. Which was good. But this one has just like a little bit more of cheekiness to it, which is like what I love about a good housewives tagline. And the play on numbers. Yeah. You know. Because she has freaking seven kids. Yep. Um, okay, well, let's get into the episode because... We have a lot to talk about, clearly. And the taglines were fantastic. But what was your favorite one? Because you said your least favorite was Kelly Dodd. Least favorite is Kelly Dodd, for sure. They're all so good. Uh, if I had to go elsewhere um, for favorite, because I think Bronwyn may be the best. But I'll go Bedore, because yeah. it really fits her vibe. Yes. At least so far. And it's like fun and light, um, but also smart. Mm-hmm. It's hopeful. I'm into it. Well... I also really like Gina's um, with the New York Minute line about the yeah. problems that she's having. So let's let's jump in. But it's in. a little dark. Let's go through the darkness first from the yeah. episode so that we can move forward into, I mean, the light. <laughs> <laughs> it's OC. There's always going to be some murky waters up in here. Of course. Um, but as we all know, Gina was arrested for a DUI prior to the season beginning um, in February before they started filming. She was over the legal limit. Uh, but we found out a little bit more to the story. So we had the first kind of clip at the beginning. Then we had the end with Emily and Gina talking about the DUI. So we're going to kind of lump that together just to tackle this topic at once. Yes. Uh, she actually got asked out of the car because her friend had a roadie, which Big makes, mistake. which makes me think she wasn't that much over the legal limit. Cause it didn't, from what she was saying and like the situation of the party, and she was the driver. I don't think she would be that stupid to get in a car wasted, blacked out, which I doesn't seem like it was the case. It was the fact that she drank over the limit, was not ready. She left early, all wrong moves. But at the same time, letting your friend sit in the driver's, like, or the passenger seat or in the car with whether it was a glass of wine or a bottle of champagne or something, uh, some open bottle. I won't even travel to a party if I'm like bringing leftover alcohol. You put it in the trunk. You have to lock it in the trunk. That's the only legal way to drive with open containers in your car. Exactly. You could be charged f- with a DUI for just having an open container. Yes. Even if you haven't had anything drink. to drink. Yeah. So, and then you add the fact that you had a few glasses of wine. She may not have been that messed up. You're right. But that is what pushed it over the edge. And at the very least, that's what made her look suspicious to the officer in the first place. Exactly. Who knows why she was even pulled over. I think it could she, have been... I think she rolled like a stop sign or something like that. Is that what it was? Yeah. So, you know, that's not great. But like, you're going to get whatever. You're going to get a ticket. You move on with your life. But then he Having spots like, that yeah. open container. I mean... But it was a, it was a mistake. It was a know? mistake. and I'm, I'm sure she, she has a lot of regrets here. I'm happy she's becoming very vocal about it and very honest about it because I think this is a really great moment for people to learn just in general. I mean, Emily makes the comment where she's like, you know, once you have this on your record and your name's attached, you know, you have that kind of, um, there's a stigma, stigma of heavy drinker who doesn't make good decisions. But as we saw Emily say, she's like, I know you're a good mother. I know you're a good person. You made a bad mistake. And I know plenty of people with DUIs who are great people who just had a momentary lapse of judgment. Yes, sometimes this could be very disastrous and someone can die or someone can get injured. Oh, yeah. And thankfully, none of that That's happened That's why you today. can't do it. You just you can't can never do it. do it. Just 
Ubers around. And that's, yeah. what Kel- and that's what Kelly and Shannon were saying. It's like in this day and age, it's really hard, really hard to get a DUI. You have to really yeah. try. Or sober up, chill yeah. out, hang out, drink water, eat, and then drive a couple hours later. Yeah. Exactly. Depending just, on how much you drink. They usually say like, what, an hour for each drink? Yeah. And so also don't have like 12 drinks in one night and then think you could drive home. Well, if you're having 12 drinks, then you're not driving. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I hope most people will like Uber right. or like Lyft. You I don't know to. what's appropriate these days. I feel like everything's canceled. <laughs> um, but whatever rideshare service that you choose, just be safe, happy, healthy. Um, I also think the DUI was a little bit triggered from her divorce. Um, yeah. But I liked kind of... The way that her kids are responding to it, it seems like they're doing a little bit better than I feel like most kids. Yeah, I guess she would. was saying that the older, that her older son understands what's but going he's on. He's better for it. Yeah, which means that there was probably something Although happening joked, in the house. She joked that the younger ones have no idea what's going on, and they're even better, better for yeah. it. So, I mean, it's always a mixed bag. I guess it's always how you handle it. Yeah, obviously, depending on where the kid is at in their lives, like. Some are going to just be more worldly. You know, at at three and four, kids don't really understand their surroundings. They go where their mom tells them to go. They go where dad tells them to go. You know, their whole life is dependent on the The parents in the room. You know, like whoever they are, babysitter or teacher. So they don't really get what's going on. But at a certain age, um, they are going to know because they're going to see their world shift drastically. And then at that point, it's all about, I guess, how you deal with it, how you attack it, and try to make the situation as comfortable as possible. I, I think maybe it's also a little bit different for the, the kids. Not seeing the dad around the house isn't new because he did live in Los Angeles True. for like the week and would work in Los Angeles. So they didn't see him all the time. Um, and now they have the new house and like she was telling her dad, Gino, which I love Gino and Gina, yeah, which was a great scene between her and her father where he was like, I'm always going to love you. I know you're a good person. Like, you know, it's yeah. really showing that she has like all this support behind her. Um, I liked when she was like, the kids were like, thank you mommy for the new house. And like, they're so happy and she's going through a hard time, but it, it seems like she's has a really good support system through, you know, her, her parents, through her kids, even, um, with Emily, she's going to get through this and we know some darker things are coming, uh, with her and her story. Um, as we all know, there was a domestic, um, situation, a domestic right. violence situation that she had to deal with. She has a restraining order now against her ex-husband who I guess they're going to kind of reconnect this season a little bit. And then this domestic violence situation happens. I'm really interested to see Gina's story. I think she's going to go through a lot. But I think she's going to come out very strong at the end of this season. And I think we're going to see a new Gina. Kind of like how we see a new Shannon now. Yes. So let's get into Shannon. Me being a Bador whore that I am. (laughs) I am so proud of this bitch for getting her life together, being the hot mamacita that she is and always has been and always will be losing those 40 pounds and just being free from the chains of her ex husband, free from the change of her body issues. Um, I had to say, I felt like a little bit of like a serendipitous moment, like a connection to Shannon, because as you know, I did also go through a radical body transformation on revenge body. Yes. And I did, you know, remove an X from my life. And I do know that feeling when it's done and you're just like, whew, it's like the weight's lifted off your shoulders. You feel like you can go out without 
having to look over your shoulder all the time. When you got the new body, you want to dance on those tables. You want to show it off. I'm going to Chicago this weekend to go see other podcaster, Ryan Alkire and some of our <laughs> other friends up in Chi-Town. And let me tell you, I've got a crop top or four packed. So <laughs> I've been doing my squats like Shannon too. You know, uh-huh. she had great form. I got to say she's, oh. she looked fantastic. Yeah. Were you analyzing the workouts to oh. see if they were effective? Oh yeah, I was. Like, were you they know, good? Yeah, they were great. 10 I out mean, of 10? 10 out of 10. <laughs> Shannon's killing it. You could tell she's authentically happy. She's so happy. Like She is on cloud fucking nine and well, it's cool to see. Well, when you work out, you release endorphins, and endorphins make you happy. There you go. For another Legally Blonde reference in this OC <laughs> podcast, guys, this is Real Housewives of Legally Blonde now. Full Legally Blonde here. Uh, I like when Shannon brings her man that she's she's dating. You mean babe? A, a babe. I mean, there's there's multiple men, it sounds like. She's yes. kind of... But there's only one babe. There's only one babe, um, whose real name is Ken. <laughs> no, his real name is Babe. Babe, like yeah. the pig. Ken. Um, no. But her and Kelly, she was like hoping that Kelly was going to be her like wing woman out in the single world. But as we know, Kelly's matched up with a man now, which we will get into. Right. Her plastic surgeon boyfriend. Also cool to see the 180 on their friendship. Yeah. Because they used to hate each other. And now they're yes. like BFFs. But it's because Kelly's so fun and authentic and real in herself. And I felt like Shannon was very uptight and structured and very like calculated and controlled and she's herself. going through a tough time yeah. too so she wanted to make sure and make everything seem like it was okay but now that everything's out there she's you know lost the way that she wanted to lose she feels like she's in her best place she's not worried about what other people think and i think that's why we're going to see a shannon that first of all we've never seen before and second that is so much fun because she does not give a shit what anyone else thinks at this point now you know you know who shannon kind of reminds me of right now who Post-divorce Ramona. Ooh. Uh, Where Ramona's just like on the town, hooking up dancing. with a bunch of guys, uh, dancing Shep everywhere. <laughs> Do we think Shep and Ramona hooked up? Do we think? We know. Ramona's getting all the Bravo ass she can. She's giving all that Bravo booty. <laughs> I also think she hooked up with Craig Conover. Oh, God, Craig, I hope not. I think you could do a lot better. <laughs> but anyway, do you see the comparison? Or yes. No, no I 100% agree. Right? And She's, not just because they're blondes. Yeah. I really do see it. The I think, energy. The energy. The energy. I think mm-hmm. I think uh, Shannon's a little bit more uh She's classy? less unhinged. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> I think Shannon's uh, doing it in a classier way than Ramona. Not that I'm hating on Ramona at all. I think it's she's a, a badass That's bitch. a low bar. But yeah, it's Ramona. That's, I mean, everyone is doing it classier than Ramona. So shout out to Ramona. We love you. Shout out to Ramona. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about... Uh, well, the introduction of Bronwyn happened at that, at this, yeah, at that I was, hangout. I want to talk about this for a second um, and talk about Bronwyn. So Bronwyn comes in and as we know, Shannon has a history of not liking the new girls. She is, was very insecure in herself and and Kelly kind of brings this up she was very insecure and very cold and closed-minded and wasn't ready to meet these other women I think now since she feels confident in herself she doesn't feel maybe as threatened because if we remember from the MKE season uh her husband introduces himself to like all the like Megan and all these other girls and she's like well who are all these new people that you're talking to like I haven't been introduced yet so there's always this stigma of the husband paying attention to new girls rather than her, <laughs> that I think she's always had that cloud over her shoulder. Now that's gone. And she's the hot ass bitch. And yeah. she's like, well, we can be friends. I'm not worried about my husband anymore. I think clearly he wasn't a good dude. He wasn't. He's not. And he created a lot of toxicity in that environment, not just within their marriage, 
but within the friend groups. Oh, 100%. And she felt like she deserved that love, and that's all that she had for her, and there was no chance for her after this. And guess what, bitch? Look at you now, killing it. Got men on lock, making yep. new friends like Bronwyn, and you're living your best life. So, you know, thank you next. I tw- I tweeted I, from Hot and Bravo because I helped a live tweet today, and I was like, she's like the physical embodiment of thank you next. Like, oh, that's so I'm accurate. so Effing grateful for my ex. Thank you, next. Except Moving she's like on. not grateful for her ex. But she is. Well, you know how much she's getting paid. She's making sure, a pretty she's penny. She's grateful for her ex's cash. Exactly. Yeah, but she's Except like. She, I, I really do have to give it up to Shannon because she did not ask for more. She was saying she only needed a certain amount and yep. they got she got more um, because it was. It but she could proved. have like really. She could have yeah. driven that, mm-hmm. you know, she screw could have drained him for all he's worth. I have a lot of respect for Shannon, the way she handles things, not just for herself, but for her children. Yep. I, I like, if I could be like one parent on housewife or like one person on housewife when I'm an adult. And I know I say, oh, I want to be like Rena. I want to be like Bethany and all this stuff. I really, truly hope that I'm a Shannon Bedore. Interesting. And for multiple reasons, because first. You really are a Bedore whore. I really am. Like, yeah, Rena's fun and everything, and like she's got she's great with her kids, and like you know, Bethany's a little bit obsessive about Bryn. Um, but with Shannon, she's very honest with her kids. She's very open with her family. She knows how to have a good time, but she's also strict to where she can lay down the law and be like, "This isn't cool." She has so much respect for her partners, even when they hurt her. She has so much forgiveness and understanding as a human being. I mean, yeah, she did have her moments in seasons past where she can be kind of bitching rude. I make charities, you know, <laughs> yeah. Megan. But for MK. But when do I not have those? I have those moments sometimes here and there too. But it's you know she she's a good person through and through, a loyal friend, and you know, and a good parent. And I think she was a good wife, and I think she's going to be a great partner to whoever she you know is with next. So. A.K.A. Babe. Babe's the next one. You think? All right. Well, let's... no, we didn't. We didn't get enough of Babe to know. Did you get a vibe on Babe? You feeling him? I'll, I'll, all I got I was that he hasn't babe. seen her pancake titties, <laughs> according to Kelly Dodd. No one wants to motor, but pancake titties. You want those melons? Okay. Oh, God. God, I love Kelly Dodd. She, oh God, she's she, hilarious. She's cool. Um, let's talk about Bronwyn though. Yeah, let's talk Bronwyn. Let's break it down, Bronwyn. I think we still haven't seen enough, but you're right. The little bit that we saw was fun. Her at the bar, instantly bonding with Bedore, and then, oh my gosh, her home life looks hectic, but she has like a semi-grasp on it, like as much of a grasp as you can have. I totally think she has a complete grasp on well, it. But it was a little chaotic, no? I mean, but every household is... Ca- that, my- that, 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 that. That we had wild. three kids in our house, and we used to do that to our parents. Like, me and my brother and my sister were demons to our parents, now yeah. that I look back. like That's a lot. Yeah. Th- like, three kids seems like a lot for me. Like Three is a lot. Yeah. I, I Like, maybe when I'm... I'm maybe two. Two is, is, like, the maximum I can conceptualize in my head. Any more than that, uh, like, sounds absolutely frightening. I mean, I don't know how my parents did it. My, like, I'm literally, I actually, like, my parents are incredible for having three kids, but then also my dad was a firefighter, so he was on and off. So my mom was, like, a single parent sometimes, like, when he was at the fire station. So it was, like... Because, like, long hours, fighting fires, all Yeah, you know, so it was, like, how they raised the three of us, and we are, like, somewhat same and normal, like... Don't know how well, I don't know about it. the sane and normal thing. Okay, rude. I'm <laughs> sane and normal enough. My mom's going to hear this and be like, I agree, I agree with Armin. But 
I mean, it's a testament to how, you know, how good she's got her head on her shoulders. It seems like her mom is just like her. We actually posted the clip of yeah, yeah. Uh, Shannon and Bronwyn meeting. And not only did Bronwyn comment and we're like, we love you. Her mom liked the video, the one that's in the bikini with like the dreads and stuff. I did do a creep on her page. She looks, and who's a doctor, by the way, looks so much fun. Um, And Shannon gets really into it too because she's like, oh, well, what kind of doctor is she? And she's like, oh, she's super holistic and like Eastern medicine and all this shit. And as you know, Shannon like is all about that stuff. Like Shannon will have whatever herb and like spice and rub and acupuncture that you can get. So I just see this friendship between Bronwyn and... Shannon exploding and I just see Bronwyn exploding and Bronwyn's family life exploding. I mean, we get a backstory of her because she's like, are we Mormon? No. Are we Catholic? No. Are we Orthodox? No. We just like to have vodka a lot and have a little bit too much fun, which killed me for the explanation. And then what did she say about her husband? She's like, Oh, he says, um, he has a secret naughty side that only I get to see. Who knows what that's about? She doesn't that know definitely what... has that definitely has had an impact on, on the, the children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%, like <laughs> it's the vodka and this freak the freakily it's the naughtiness plus the vodka equals seven children. Hundred percent. I, I kind of low key that she has no idea what her husband does. Right, like, right. They just like buy tech companies. They buy things. They sell things. There's a bunch of guys again in a room. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like goals. Like I don't want to know what my like partner does. I'm just like bring in the money. Right, as long as long as I could have my monthly allowance of like what? What do you want? What's your what's your dream allowance? Bitch, no one's giving me allowance. I'm making my own allowance. I'm an independent person. Then why do you care about what your husband does? I was just saying. I don't care. <laughs> bring in that bring in that bacon. As long as it, just literal bacon though. Yeah, I only want bacon. Like, I want you to bacon. like literally We're not talking sh- money. I want pig shaved in front of me fresh bacon. <laughs> like literally skin them. I want to back to Bronwyn and the mom. I want to have Bronwyn and her mom on the podcast someday. I would love that. Wouldn't that be fun? Also, Bronwyn's mom already, I've not met her yet, but I've only seen her on clips and video on Instagram, needs to be on the All-Star Mom Housewives with yes. Mama D and the Marge Senior. And she hasn't even really been on the She hasn't show. been on. I can already tell you she'll be the star of that show. Yeah. Uh, if we could get Bronwyn and Dr. I think her name's Dr. Deb or Dr. D on, that'd be iconic. All right, let's talk about... Oh, also, by the way, they used to live in Miami. Right, for eight years. She should have been on The Real Housewives of Miami. I mean, if Real Housewives of Miami was still on, I don't think she would have been on because I don't think she fits with those women. She fits more OC. I, I feel like that cast was all over the place, as it were. But that's a whole other discussion. That's a whole other mess. Have yeah. you seen the videos of jo- Joanna Krupa like all pregnant dancing and just being crazy? I haven't seen any videos. I, I see her her feed though. I see her feed pop up and I see pictures of her. Oh my God. She's like chronicling her pregnancy. But. She was like pregnant dancing on Instagram the other day and there was like no music. And she's like, I'm just free. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, like such a housewife thing to do. I do miss Joanna Krupa. She so was a good I. housewife. She was way messier than she appears. Oh, a hundred. She thinks she's like so goody and like yeah, going to be like so poised yeah, and she's like, a oh, messy ass bitch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's like, I'm proper, you know, I'm sophisticated. It's like, <laughs> you're getting punched out by Adriana Mora. Oh my God. Oh, I'm uh, so That's sad. That's one that of the craziest episodes so ever. So sad that they took Miami off of Hulu. I know. I know. That was a, that was a fun season to rewatch. It really was. Let's get back to OC. So before we get into um, 
Kelly and Brian because I want to talk about them and Kelly and her daughter and all that situation. Let's quickly touch on Tamara because we haven't talked about Tamara yet. She's an OG. Um, and her storyline is that her sons are fighting. And the reason that her sons are fighting is they were on opposite sides of the political spectrum. And we get to see Ryan, who we've seen for years. Like, we've we've grown up with Ryan, watching him on OC, and he is, like, the most fervent Trump supporter I think I've ever seen in my entire life. He's, like, will not watch CNN. He wants his mom <laughs> to watch Fox News. And it's causing, like, contention because his little brother called him a racist because he wanted the wall built. So there's, like, this clear divide in Tamara's family, and she hates it. And I feel bad because... It's something that's, like, honestly so stupid. Like, at the end of the day, they're brothers, they're family, they need to be there for each other. And, like, it, I feel bad for her because all she wants is family. All she wants is, like, this cohesive unit. And it's something always is throwing a wrench in it, I feel like. But you know what? That, uh, that traditional construct of a family unit where brothers and sisters get along and parents love their children and children love their parents. It it actually isn't as common and traditional as you think. It's far more common for there to be divide within a family. Yeah. At least that's my like experience. I mean, my immediate family, there's not much drama. Like, I mean, my parents divorced, but it's not super contentious or anything. Yeah. Um, Oh, but like, I know a lot of families where brothers don't talk. Yeah. Where brothers are feuding with sisters, where they owe each other money, and there's lots of resentment, where uh, kids hate their parents, where their parents do really fucking crazy stupid shit. And that's life. Yeah. That's life. But I do feel for Tamara because it does get frustrating, especially I can imagine for a parent who wants to have these like, wholesome family gatherings that have that traditional family unit where everyone gets along and everyone meets for, you know, whatever Sunday brunch. And, you know, one brother can't stand to be in the room with another brother. Like leaves early because he wants right. their schedules to miss. Exactly. So then it's going to be like a block schedule, right? Like yeah, exactly. Monday through Wednesday is Spencer and Thursday through Sunday is Ryan. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. So. I mean, I, mean I, I have some like great aunts and stuff like my immediate family is like really chill for the most part um yeah you and your brother and your sister yeah we're fine we're chill i texted my brother he's losing his finger he got he lost the tip of his finger in a window so that story is crazy it's insane poor guy i mean i I, we have some aunts and stuff that won't show up to parties because the other people will be there and you know i i get it but i just feel bad for Tamara because i feel like Tamara's wanted so much for her life to be normal and for her to like be this like you know religious perfect mom like situation with the hot husband and like successful <laughs> and, the, and the best house and Kodo and you know it's all these things that she wants and it's every season there's something that's escaping her right she, well you know what she's checked off a lot of boxes right she she's has. got the hot husband she's got the religion she's got the big house she's she's got a lot of things and, going on and having the hot husband of Eddie is saying a lot especially in OC because we see uh, a lot of different men. <laughs> Grace, 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 the Orange County, uh, Babe. including Kelly Dodd's new man, right. Doctor Brian Reagan, who is who the. Would you describe him as a hottie? He's a plastic surgeon who did her boobs, um, <laughs> and 
he's like obsessed with her and Kelly like could give two shits about this guy. It seems you did a really good job avoiding that question. What um, question? <laughs> um, you, you think Kelly dog comes across as not giving a shit about him when he gives her the flowers. She's like, Oh, thanks. And then he's like, here's a card. She's like, Oh, you love me so much. And then he's like, and then he's like, Oh, well here's the jewel. She's like, Oh, I love this. Like she doesn't even smile. She doesn't. She's like, uh huh. Oh yeah. Rose gold. Yeah. Oh, that is kind of her personality. Like every like, like kind of dry. Thing, yeah, things can be dry and muted. Yeah, oftentimes. But you would expect her to show like to to be kind of ecstatic if she got like expensive jewelry, right? Yeah, I mean think? her own daughter. Maybe she didn't like it. Maybe she didn't. I mean, they were really oh. long teardrop rose gold. It's not my thing, obviously. I but. mean, I don't think they would fit on my face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, her daughter even calls her out and is like, you're a gold digger, that's essentially. So yeah, so Kelly and her daughter are going to this like cat emporium, essentially, to find a cat. Kelly does not want a cat, but her daughter wants a cat and they have a rat problem, so they need to get a cat. Kill two birds with one stone. You know. Or rather, kill two rats with one <laughs> cat. <laughs> two, two rats kill two rats with one cat. That's a really good one. I really love that. I'm going to start using that. Why not kill two rats with one cat? Uh, and they're sitting on the couch and they're talking about how Michael, which is Kelly's ex-husband, which is also part of the reason that her and Vicky aren't speaking, but we'll get into right. that. Um, He's super uncool with Mr. Brian Regan. Or sorry, Dr. Dr. Brian, Brian Regan. Regan. And he, Julie's met. Dr. Reagan or Regan or whatever his name is, um, the plastic surgeon boob doctor. Um, but Michael's not cool with it and she's lying to Michael about it because Michael's like jealously like weird about him. Yeah, I guess he's allowed to date other women, but she's but not. But Kelly can't. And this is the thing that happens a lot and I like, and I hate this, it's like where you're in a relationship with someone and then you break up and then you see the other person going do whatever you want. So you're like, okay, I'm going to go do that too. And then it's like, oh no, 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 you can't do that. And then you feel like, you're doing something wrong because they call you out. That happened to me all the freaking time. Yeah, it's like you stay celibate, uh, and I'm gonna go hook up with them. Yeah, people. it's now like I'm it's like oh, who are those gross people you're hanging out? With? Like I used to get, I used to, you've seen the DMs that I've gotten from people yeah. before, where it's like oh, who are those gross people? Or like who's that? And I'm like, it doesn't freaking matter because I'm doing my thing. I'm living my life. We've moved on. I'm doing my I'm doing my freaking Kelly dot up in here. <laughs> um, Except you're not getting free plastic surgery out of it. yet. <laughs> y-e-t yeet yeet um hashtag goals uh let's uh talk about emily's husband is studying for the bar yeah um so she's basically a single mom right now because he's studying morning to night has no time he literally took time from his job to make sure that he can do the bar i'm wondering we were we were looking and the bar only is done every so often like right. you can only take it like once in a while and based on the timeline he most likely took it last, last Tuesday. Week. Yeah, literally last week. Literally last week. Because we both have friends who are yeah. took the bar and like are aspiring lawyers and all that stuff. Like, kudos to you. I could not sit in school for another three years, let alone mm-hmm. law school. Proud of y'all. Um, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure you took the test last Tuesday because that's when, I mean, it's California. We're all in California. And I mean, like, they don't just have them like every other week. It's like the SAT. It's like you have to choose the exact date. I think he took it last week. Well, let's see. Well, let's hope he did well. Um, I tweeted Emily about it, but we probably won't hear back. Uh, he doesn't get his results for another few weeks anyway. Yeah, it's fine. We, we won't know. Um, 
But I mean, it was a really cute moment where the kids were all excited and they're like, why is the library closed? And he was making the cute jokes about like, he was at his parents' house and she was like, he was like, oh, it's my girlfriend's house. And he was like, well, your girlfriend must have a lot of money then because that's a nice house library. (laughs) It's like his parents like really nice house because clearly they're loaded. I know he was drama last year, but at the very least they have a lot. They have a good rapport. They have a really good relationship, which I find the relationship so weird because he literally asked her to marry him over Gchat. So, which is, and was her boss. It's just all very weird. And he's like Mormon and they never went on a date. And it was just, everything about it is very like, almost like seems transactional, but they actually really do like get along and love each other. It's it's unconventional in modern times for sure. Yes. It's very unconventional, but unconventional doesn't always mean bad. Exactly. Unconventional just means different. It's just something that we're not used to. Something I will never get used to is, um, people going to their boyfriend's positive surgery, uh, offices to get plastic surgery together i mean if you get a discount i mean true if kelly's getting it for the girls why not um but we find out Tamara's gonna have a party and she asks kelly if it's okay if she invites vicky (gasps) vicky last year not only set up kelly dodd's ex-husband with a new girlfriend and then went on double dates with her him behind her back which is breaking all kinds of girl code bro bro code friend code relationship code divorce code (laughs) just in general like don't be a shitty person a lot of code violations by vicky yeah i'm gonna get out my like my little right tickets left and right (laughs) but she also accused kelly dodd of doing cocaine as we all know last season on the reunion where she was like well at least i don't do cocaine and she's like well neither do i like do you want to take my hair sample which Luann almost kind of did this to like was making allegations about drugs against Sonia this season. Vicky did it last season with Kelly. We've seen it before. And yeah. when you but go, Luann, we have to, we have to distinguish this because Luann didn't say cocaine. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Yeah. She said pills. And it came more from a place of like judgment, her kind of judging also kind of concerned also kind of like, Curious as to why Sonia's behavior was so modified, which everybody was, by the way. Like everyone I wasn't. Was like, I was like, she's just drunk, more drunk than she used to be. Been there, done that. So it was like probing of yeah. where is this coming from? Whereas Vicky is coming out maliciously, stating that Kelly does cocaine as if it were an objective fact. And Luann was speculation, pure speculation, yeah, and not even true. stating anything specific. Just like that's this is, true. She's acting weird. I was, she's just, on pills. I was just giving myself a moment to throw Luann under the bus in front of you. I mean, you're always going to take a moment to throw Luann under the bus in front of me. So I love to give a little dig at <laughs> for my Lou Stan. <laughs> you know, over here. I'm going to defend Lou. I know you will half the time. Lou Stan, day in more, and day that's out. That's like a hundred percent more than any. We've got else. we've got a Lou Stan and a, shan- a Bador whore. A Bador, I like, I like Bador, Bador. I like Bador too. Bador whore and a Lou Stan walk into a bar. What happens? <laughs> I order Jameson for the for the loose stand and a tequila shot for the Bador whore. That's what I do. That sounds accurate. Right? Okay, let's... But Kelly's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You can invite whoever you want to your party. It's not my party. It's your party. I just will avoid Vicky if she's there. So Tamara texts Vicky to invite her to the party. And Vicky's response is, um, okay. And then the emoji with, like, the arms up, like, shrugging, which is like, what the... F- like, what, Vicky? You know why I think she did that? Because she was still in negotiations with the production company to see if she could actually go as to whether or not she would be on the season and i think at that point probably they were in limbo and they were saying we're not sure if we're going to sign you to any contract and we haven't come obviously haven't come to an agreement on any terms however if you want to film as a regular normal participant because of course there's dozens of people at At the parties. parties yeah 
and they just signed normal waivers. I think they were basically telling her if she were to film um, until the contract came up or was agreed to, then she would have to sign a normal waiver. So I think that like she was like, oh, up, okay, like I guess I'll come kind it, of thing. It's kind of like, no, I think it meant I don't know where I'm going to be contractually and I don't know if I want to film without a contract. But oh, saying it in so many words. Yeah. but Saying like, it in so many emojis. Emojis. I get what you're saying. I think that's what it I is. I also just think Vicky's a bitch. So I think it was also kind of like, um, okay, I guess I'll come. It's definitely that too. I mean, that's why she didn't have a contract. Exactly. So that played a big role. But I, I think a lot of it had to do with her pride. She, she doesn't want to go film for free. That's so true. I wouldn't want to film for free too if I had 13 seasons under my belt. Right. And the thing is, they weren't going to pay her what she wanted. And they also were like, you're a liability and we want to demote you. I was actually talking, I don't know who it was with. Um, I was talking to Kelsey on um, Potomac Recap recently. And we were talking about Katie Rost. And she's not invited to the reunion this year. And we were trying to figure out why. And it was the idea of liability and insurance. And a lot of yes. the times, because you have to have insurance on all of these people that are on TV. And sometimes people cost too much. Um, which they're is, uninsurable. They're uninsurable, which is what Kelsey was saying was part of the reason Lindsay Lohan had to stop working because no one could insure Lindsay Lohan because how could you? <laughs> who, who would? Exactly. Who would insure her? Um, so, I mean, I could see that being a reason too. Vicky, it's like, okay, you become so loose cannon. We can't insure you, so we're not going to do that. But we will be seeing her this season. Yes. Um, and officially as a friend of. As a friend of. So she signed some contract, but of course... Big pay decrease. Big pay decrease, but she does get an engagement this season, and so I think she's gonna make a play to come a housewife next season and do her wedding. Yeah. Um, it's you know you know what may be the saddest thing on television is getting engaged to keep your reality TV job. I mean, is that yeah. the saddest thing? I mean, it do? worked for Britney. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I say that? I'm sorry, Britney and Jax. Let me correct myself. Uh, I don't know if they were in, in any danger of, of being kicked out, but yeah, it, it, people, it happens. Oh, it happened. Daniel Staub. Uh, 19 That's, times. <laughs> what are we up to now? What are we up to? Like 46? No more. Yeah. At oh, least more. 93. Well, far more. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that honestly, that's one of the saddest things. Wow. But you know, do do what you gotta do, Vicky. Get that get that bag. Hey, get you know what? Bag. It's all about securing the bag. Securing the bag. And we are gonna be securing recaps for you on Real Housewives of Orange County all friggin' season. So make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to follow us on social media, find us on Twitter and Instagram by searching Hot and Bravo. That's H O T in B R A V O D. Arms. How can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada everywhere. So find me and we will see you guys next time.